Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Touchdown, Tiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Wonkley Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports, is back in your life. Ron Kruk joined, as always, by the New York Giants all-time leading rusher, Tiki Barber, and Super Bowl champ with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Rondé Barber, as we give up, get ready for another huge week, guys, in the National Football League. Now, I'm going to take it down this week, guys. I'm going to be much gentler with you both, maybe even coddle you, because I don't want to risk getting a roughing the passer penalty during this broadcast. I can't take that chance. Not going to do it. Uh, Of course you're going to lead with that. Sometimes uh, stories dominate headlines that have no business dominating headlines. And this is definitely a a week where bad and terrible calls are dominating the headlines. I was at that Bucks game and that was, I mean, Homer here, ridiculous. It was terrible. And the one on Sunday night was even worse. So, I officiating problem, I don't know. I think they're just hypersensitive. They say they're not colluding and getting together and talking about it. But there's no way those plays happen without what happened the week prior. Here's the issue. It is a highly objective call that Good requires point. subjective interpretation. It's the same thing with a catch. Guys are going to screw it up. Because it's inconsistent in your mind. So well said. That's exactly, Tiki, what went through my head. The <laughs> what is a catch, what isn't a catch mm-hmm. from, you know, that debate. It's football. Stop overreacting. Don't right. Let's not add any more rules. Let's just play the game. All right. Hey, before we move on, any thoughts besides horrible roughing the passer calls last week uh, from week five before we go to week six? Who the heck is Bailey Zappi and why is the highest scoring offense in the NFL, even though they're not good, the Detroit Lions? How did they get shut out by the New England Patriots? Like Rondé said last week, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Bailey Zappi, his college stats were pretty ridiculous, so this is not (laughs) unexpected. My thought is one that you're probably going to like a lot, Tiki. So I did go to that Bucs game, and they won ugly after dominating for like three quarters, and it was as if they just lost interest in the game, and it was just whatever. But then you couple that with Green Bay losing, Rams losing, and the NFC East has 14 wins right now. 
including the one in Commanders. Uh, Balance of power, as we all expected in the NFC, is completely out of whack. That's all I'm going to say. It is, absolutely. Hey, quick betting recap from last week. Eagles, of course, still undefeated straight up, 5-0. Falcons still undefeated against the spread at 5-0. Grab those points, people. Underdogs have posted a 46-30-2 record against the spread. That's hitting 60% of the time. And betting the under total has also hooked up betters. Unders coming in 59% of the time. Pretty crazy, or as uh, Brian Fantana in Anchorman said, 59% of the time, unders are hitting every time. (laughs) That makes no sense. Let's move on, guys. Week number six is featuring some heavyweight showdowns for sure, bitter rivalry games. And if the trend continues, we should have some extremely close matchups as well. Last week, 10 games decided by seven or fewer points. Crazy. We kick off with Tiki Barber's New York football giants. I told you not to be surprised. I was going to say looking to go to a surprising five and one, surprising to everyone but Tiki Barber. Listen to the man, people. They host the three and two Baltimore Ravens. New York four and one against the spread and the Ravens two, two and one. Opening odds coming in from superbook.com. Baltimore was a five and a half point favorite. Total 44. Current odds Still, Baltimore, five-and-a-half-point favorite, but the over has gone to 45 points. Money line, Baltimore, minus 240. New York, plus 200. All right, guys. Interesting matchup. Ravens pass defense, miserable, giving up more passing yards per game in the NFL than anyone else. But the Giants just hammer the ball. Number two in rushing yards per game. you got to give it to first-year coach uh, Brian Dable for – Big-time credit for what he's got going in New York. Best start since 2009. Tiki, take it away. They're your New York Giants. Yeah, and they are, quite simply, the best coach team in the National Football League. They don't have the greatest talent. They have the best coaches. And especially when you look on offense, with a pass rush give up rate, as you let the quarterback get pressured at the highest rate, in the National Football League, they find ways to stay in and win games. And Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator, instead of letting Daniel Jones stand back there and get his head beat in, which he does anyways, he <laughs> runs QB draws and he gets him around the edges and he uses his athleticism, which is exactly, exactly what Brian Dable did for Josh Allen when he was in Buffalo. So I love how this team Good has point. been coached. On the defensive side, the adjustments are always amazing. They just basically say, if Aaron Rodgers, you want to beat us with a couple of big plays, we're going to stop giving you big plays and beat us Dinkin and Duncan. And Aaron Rodgers didn't have the pre- didn't have the, the patience to do that. So I love how they're coached. They're the best coach team in the NFL right now because the talent doesn't match up to some of the teams that they're beating. It's impossible to disagree with that, Tiki. You, you mentioned their defense. I just went back and watched the second half of that Green Bay game. Wink Martindale, not only did he say you're not going to beat us with big plays, he said we're going to pressure the crap out of you. Whenever we get the opportunity, we're going to throw zero at you, which he did like a bunch of times. Then they had those two tip passes at the end of the game that essentially won it for him. But you talk about being best coach teams. I went and tried to find who the players are on this team, on this defense. And obviously, you know who the stars are on offense. It's Saquon. Uh, But on defense, (laughs) you're like, who is it? It's Dexter Lawrence, who's a really good defensive tackle. You may have heard of a Dory Jackson and then a bunch of guys who are 
essentially just Jags, just guys. It doesn't matter who they are. And to further your point, they're playing really good defense. They pressure on 39 to 40% of their dropbacks, and this defense can get after you as much as that running back on the other side of the ball can get after you. And the challenge, though, when you look at this team in Baltimore, who, as you rightfully mentioned, Ron, is terrible against the pass, 32nd of 32 teams. They are, however, number one in interceptions. The challenge for the Giants this week is do they have the receiving core with Darius Slayton now getting some burn? He looked pretty good last week, but still it's Richie James. Uh, It's still David Sills. Kenny Galladay is probably not going to play a lot. If he does, he's not going to get any target. Darius Toney's not healthy. Can they take advantage of the Ravens' biggest weakness and keep up with the freak? (laughs) This is Lamar Jackson who does whatever he seems to want to do every single weekend. I can't believe you guys didn't bring up the biggest storyline. Will the Giants have a punter? <laughs> Your punter's stuck in London. You know, he's uh, got, got some hammer. passport issues. By I think way, they're going to be. Way, that dude is seriously one of the MVPs. He's averaging oh, he's 51 a yards a punt. 51 yeah. yards a punt in the NFL. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, in Denver. Yeah, he should have yeah. uh, worked out that native visa and got his, his work visa. Uh, before he went over to Adam. Isn't that an agent's job? I don't know. We'll save that for another time. All right, it's time for our picks. Again, the current odds for this game from Superbook.com. Baltimore is a five and a half point favorite. The over-under is 45. Tiki, you're up. They're your giants. Are are they going to keep it rolling this week? I want to say yes. I really do. I know you do. I really do. But Lamar Jackson is really good. And I know that Rashad Bateman has a foot injury and he's kind of limited, so he might not be available. But slowing down Lamar is different than slowing down a stationary quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. It's different than handling, to an extent, a Ryan Tannehill. It's different than Cooper Rush, even though they didn't win that uh, that, that Cowboys game. I don't think they can handle Lamar defensively. Maybe they will, and I'll be shocked uh, pleasantly. But I, I got to take the Ravens here. Uh, Whoa, seven, man. I mean, this is where you cue all the booing sounds <laughs> and the fans. <laughs> who you like? I mean, Lamar is 12-0 and 0 against NFC teams. I saw that stat today. It was pretty, uh, pretty shocked by that. Uh, he's the ultimate X factor. I mean, he's one of two players, the other being Josh, uh, Josh Allen, to lead their team in passing and rushing so far this year. Obviously, there's some other good ones. But he's the, the one that probably garners the most attention for a reason. Now, I personally think the Ravens have a more talented roster, but they find ways to keep everybody in games. And the Giants <laughs> are finding a way to win close games. So you come off an impressive win in London, and then come home and don't take a bye week. <laughs> a discussion for another day. Um, so it's hard to call. Are they going to be jet lagged? Are they going to be all that stuff? I mean, granted, it's West, you know, East Coast team going to London. It's a little bit easier. It's flights easier than even going from Tampa. But I see a big day for Saquon. I'm not convinced that the Baltimore Ravens can win if you find a way to stop Lamar Jackson. And they just have so many coaching mistakes week in and week out. I kind of see the Giants at home. Getting this done, brother. So I hate this to disagree with you. This is weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how I saw this one playing out. Um, uh, guys, my take, I mean, the Giants have another shot to prove they are legit. And I think, Rondé, you mentioned it before, uh, Wink Martindale. 
now with the Giants, the former Ravens defensive coordinator. He gets the shot at stopping Lamar Jackson. I think that's going to be a big key. The Giants, as, as you mentioned, playing very well, take out Green Bay. They, I think, again, if they can run the ball like they've been doing, control the clock, keep Lamar off the field. I think this is going to be a close one. I'm going to take New York and the points. Who would have thought Tiki Barber would be the only wow. one to take wow. those Ravens? Wow. Incredible. Incredible. It's, that's why that's why you tune into this show. You never know. Optimism. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Prepare, the NFL season. Hey, prepare to be disappointed. So when you're disappointed, it's not unexpected. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, get to superbook.com. We're still offering some great promos, including a up to $1,000 bonus when you sign up, make a deposit, and a wager. Also, weekly parlay and safety bonuses. So check out superbook.com for all the details. Download the Superbook app. And follow us on all social media platforms. We are at Superbook Sports. Game number two, guys, and definitely the biggest game of the season so far. In a rematch of one of the best playoff games in NFL history between two teams, many believe will square off in the AFC Championship game this year. The Buffalo Bills take their 4-1 and one record to Arrowhead to face the 4-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. Bills 3-1-1 and one against the spread. And Kansas City two and three in the four games in which Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have uh, squared off. Kansas City has gone three and one straight up and three and one against the spread. Opening odds according to SuperBook.com: the Bills minus two and the point total of massive fifty three and a half. Mm-hmm. Current odds: the Bills went up to minus three. They're back down to minus two and a half, and the over-under is at 54. Buffalo, minus 140 on the money line, plus 120 for Kansas City. 13 seconds, guys. The Bills were 13 seconds away from moving on to that AFC Championship. Sorry, Bills fans, to bring that back up. But many are calling this a revenge game because of that. Do you guys agree? I don't know that I agree because I don't think that the Bills are built like that. Their coaching staff does not even mess with the question. They just keep moving it on to what they are, which is the best built team in the in the NFL. They have the best roster in football, right? They have the second highest scoring team on offense, second best defense, and they can be dominant in stretches. Now, they obviously benefited last week by playing Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. But the revenge factor does, doesn't – I don't think it factors into a team that's expected to be the best team in the NFL, which they showed last week. I mean, Josh Allen leading the league in, in passing yards and total touchdowns, I think, speaks enough for itself. They don't need to harbor that revenge factor from last year, although – the revenge might be uh, on the other side of the ball with, with Patrick Mahomes being an underdog for the first time in his career at home. Just <laughs> oh, bizarre. Wow. Yeah, good point. That's the bulletin board material of the week. But this one, definitely going to have points. That four, 425 slot, the primetime game, I bet you every football fan in America is watching that on Sunday. Yeah, the interesting thing, Rondé, about this matchup, and particularly the Bills, you're right. They're supposed to win the Super Bowl, right? They were the favorite to win the Super Bowl at the start of the season. But Coach McDermott has instilled something in them that is special. And it's a cliche in football and sport, but it's true to them. Are you getting better or are you getting worse, right? And they have 
innovating every single day, every single week, you see them do something different. So they don't just want to stay still, uh, sit on a plateau, because that means you're getting worse because everybody else is getting better. Last week, Gabe Davis had some touchdowns, right? They were seven-man protection touchdowns. They basically had two guys in the route, and they still completed it for big plays. Now, one of them was just a sick one-handed grab, special play made by a special wide receiver who nobody knew about for the season. Maybe you knew about it, but you didn't know he was going to be this good. And on the other side of the ball, I know Travis Kelsey is the man. I really do. He's got seven touchdowns on the season. Four of them came last weekend. But if you shut him down, you know who the next highest receiver is? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. So this wow. offense, I know we talk about, oh, well, they don't need Tyreek Hill. Maybe you do, dude. Yeah. You're not going to beat the Bills by chucking it down to your running back. I'm just saying. That's the question for the Chiefs this week, for sure. Valdez, Scantling, and Juju are, are basically possession receivers, right? Nicole Hardman has yet to prove that he can be with Tyreek Hill. I mean, how many times did he miss him last week? I mean, uh, somehow the Raiders made that game interesting last week, but a lot of it was some missed opportunities in the explosive passing game that we've seen so many times. Now, for me, this game is going to be hard to talk about it without just talking about Mahomes and Josh Allen. But the reality is, if the Chiefs are going to win this game, I think they're underdogs for a reason. They get this right. Steve Spagnola is one of the best coaches in football, but his unit is not really productive. Uh, so I don't see them really being able to stop Buffalo. I mean, we'll get to the picks or whatnot, but I think this is probably set up pretty well right now. Interesting. Chiefs are 2-0 and at home this season, but 0-2 against the spread. So as Rondé alluded to, let's get to those picks. Current odds, according to Superbook.com, Bill's as of this recording, a minus two and a half point favorite, the over under at 54. All right, Rondé, who do you got? Great game. It's going to be a great, great game. I expect a ton of points, and I know the Bills just blew out the Steelers, but I think the recency bias has something to do with yeah, this spread as well. I hope it's a shootout, but to me, Buffalo has the better defense. I think they can better get after the quarterback. They can get after Mahomes, Von Miller, and their other edge rushers have consistently put pressure on whomever they played against. I'm taking the Bills, and I'm taking the cover here. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Rondé. Uh, laying two and a half, even though they're on the road, uh, a road favorite, which is, I don't know if we ever talk about that, but uh, given the circumstance, the Bills are explosive. They had one bad day, and it's resulted in their lone loss. And I don't see that being consistent. You don't see that consistent inconsistency. So uh, they're going to be explosive. They're going to keep innovating. And defensively, they're going to make it hard. I mean, Travis Kelsey's going to get the crap beat out of him this weekend. Right? They're going to thud him even when they don't, he doesn't have the football and make Patrick Mahomes work for it. Now, if he comes through, great. I just don't think that the guys around him are going to help him. So give me the bills laying two and a half. All right. The Barber brothers agree. They're both going Buffalo. I'm expecting this one to live up to the hype as well. Offensive shootout. As you mentioned, if you stop Kelsey, who else is there? They need to, uh, if they're able to slow him down, that's a huge opportunity for the Buffalo defense. They brought in my man right back there, Von Miller, for a reason. (laughs) See what he's doing to Cam Newton. Uh-huh. That's why they brought him in, especially, I mean, especially for this game. I mean, it'll be huge for him to have a big day and to slow down Mahomes. I picked the Bills to go and win the Super Bowl. If they're going to do that, 
they're going to need home field advantage, in my opinion, making this game even bigger. I think they have circled this game since uh, last year. I know I only have 13 seconds to make this pick, but uh, oh wait, <laughs> too soon. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bills uh, and cover in Kansas City. <laughs> You're wrong for that, oh, dude. That's so bad. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Who writes this stuff, man? <laughs> Guys, if Kansas City Buffalo is the main event, well, the co-main event is a huge matchup in the NFC East in a good old school rivalry game on Sunday night football between the only undefeated team left. 5-0 Philadelphia Eagles, 4-1 Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Eagles had a scare last week against the Cardinals, but escaped from the desert with a W. Dallas, man, they hammered the defending Super Bowl champ Rams in their home stadium. Once again, led by quarterback Cooper Rush, who is now 4-0 filling in for Dak Prescott. As of this recording, it looks like Rush will get the start again even though Prescott did some light throwing at practice this week. Interesting stat. Dallas has won, I didn't realize this, the past three matchups covered in all three games and are 7-3 and three in the last 10 games with the Eagles, straight up covering in seven. Opening odds from Superbook.com. Philly opened up as a minus five-point favorite. The Point total, 42 and a half. Current odds, it's gone up. Money is coming in on Philly. The Eagles now a six-point favorite and the over-under set at 42. Guys, two big storylines going into this slugfest is really is if the Cowboys do start Cooper Rush again, which it looks like they will, are they better with him instead of Dak? <laughs> and secondly... It's the Eagles' top offense against the Cowboys' fierce defense. Who has the edge? Such a good question, Ron. I mean, Cooper Rush is not going to ever win an MVP. However, dude does not make mistakes. And he looks so in control of this. You watch him, and he's not guessing. He's not. You don't see him, like, scattershot. Like, he's back there. He knows exactly what he wants to do with the football. And... They don't have the talent yet developed. Michael Gallup hasn't quite gotten back. CeeDee Lamb mm. had a little bit of a slow start. Four touchdowns for Cooper Rush, and no, but no turnovers are the reason why they are able to win some of these games. And you couple that with a defense, it just gets after it. I mean, dude, all of those guys on the other side of the ball are the pass rushers are vicious. But the Philadelphia Eagles might be the one team in the NFC East that can mitigate that. One, because they have a very mobile quarterback. And two, they have a tight end who is dynamic. When you have a tight end who runs, I've always said this, runs the easiest routes. He's literally on the end of the line of scrimmage. Uh, the out routes are quick. The slant routes are quick. He's often mismatched against a linebacker or a smaller uh, DB. And he's one of Jalen Hurts' favorite targets. It makes it easier to get the ball out of your hands quicker. So if there's one team that I think fits um, uh, the profile to mitigate the Cowboys' pass rush in the NFC East, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. And they've shown that really all season long. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there, Teak. You gave me a bunch. But to, to your point, Cooper Rush is just good enough. Yeah. Just, I mean, just barely good enough. Now, he's very efficient with the football. He does look into control. But let's be honest. Zeke is carrying the load better than he has in years. He's only averaging, I think, 3.8 yards per carry, but yeah. it's working. 
they're playing what everybody likes to say, complimentary football right now. That means don't give the ball to the other team and let your defense win football games for me. Trust me, I did it for years, like all <laughs> right. of my years. Defense can win for you in the NFL, and it does. I mean, we even saw Pollard have that breakout run last week. Those are the types of things that good teams do. Yeah, they keep it close and grind it out. Now, with Philly, I have I have a lot of respect for what they're doing. I, you, you know I picked them early in the year, man. Uh, they're the best team in the league for a reason. That Cardinals game last week, it was ugly. It was not a pretty game. It was unconvincing is what it was. Uh, But at the end of the game, when they needed a drive, 17 minutes or 17 play, eight minute drive to go win that football game. And so the quarterback receivers, Devontae Smith and A.J. Bryant and Goddard, they were all good players. But when they needed to have a game winning drive, their quarterback did it. So I, I like that about this football team. And I think it always gives them a chance. There was some major line movement on the money line in this one, guys. Philly opened up at minus 215. They're up to a minus 260 now. Dallas was plus 185. They're now plus 220 on the money line. Again, the odds coming in from Superbook.com, the Eagles currently a six-point favorite over under set at 42. All right. The king of the NFC East gets to go first. Tiki, who are you taking in this one? Well, I mean, Philly, I hate to like root for them. Like, but I, this hurts to even I make it. Doesn't. And I'm not like rooting for them, but they're fun as hell to watch. And they're fun because they do everything. Well, they play good defense. They don't give up big plays. They run the ball. They have a quarterback that's dynamic and calm and chill, but he's also explosive and dynamic, and they have receiving core. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys can rise to the occasion against the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's a big number. It's almost a touchdown, but I'm going to take Philly, laying six. I think Dallas might have hit their match this weekend, and I know everybody's waiting for Dak to come back, and they're talking about Dak. Cooper Rush is not better than Dak. The Cowboys are better with Dak Prescott, but only a Dak Prescott that's healthy and not compromised. Surprisingly, he's been hurt a little bit a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell, I'll tell you this. Not many people remember their first loss, Dallas's first loss. It was, it was to Tampa in a game that Dak got hurt. All season, they have yet to give up 20 points. All season. Yeah. So they know how to win those type of games. Now, this is a really good Eagles defense. We've talked about it. And it's not being discussed a lot because their offense is one of the tops in the league. Quarterbacks playing great. But they're first in the NFL in takeaways. I like to think that there is an X factor in there. And usually it's the turnover battle. Jalen Hurts has yet to beat the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm saying this is their first loss. Five five weeks ago, we were writing off the Dallas Cowboys. We said they were done. Dak done. Cooper Rush is who he's yet to lose a game. I think this is the week. The seven two Dolphins start popping their bottles. (laughs) (laughs) Let the celebration begin. (laughs) So Tiki uh, swallows his pride and had to make a pick. He goes with Philly and Rondé takes Dallas. Uh, For me, guys, Brutal travel schedule for Dallas from L.A. to Philly now, but these guys have been road warriors. They're on a six-game road win streak and have covered in all six of those games. Again, you both mentioned it and broke it down much better than I could ever do. Cowboys defense, can they slow the Eagles offense? 
Eagles come in second in the NFL total yards and fifth total points, averaging 27 points per game. But, Rondé, as you said, Cowboys only allowing 14 points per game. That's third in the NFL. I think this one turns into a classic NFC East grind, which benefits Dallas. So I'm going to take the points, and I'm going with the Cowboys. Superbook is still offering some great sign-up bonuses and promotions, so visit Superbook.com, download the app, get in on all the college football, NFL, the NHL, and NBA. They're back. Get in on the action, and make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. I don't know about you guys, but I'm starving for some bets, and there's only one cure for that. It's to reach deep into a delicious, fresh batch of bets. Young the bucket of bets. Woo! <laughs> screaming fans. Mm, cheering. <laughs> guys, three wagers. Be either like or dislike. All right, here we go. Reaching in deep. And we start off with... Uh, College game of the week. So jealous producer today, John Hogland, and some of the Superbook sports team will be in Rocky Top. There we go. Alabama, number three, coming in as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Tennessee. Who do we like? This is a hard one, and it shouldn't sound like it's hard. But I was at Alabama last week doing Texas A&M and Alabama. Bryce Young did not play. Jalen Milrow. He threw for three touchdowns, but he looked pedestrian. Dude had three turnovers, two sack fumbles, a one interception. And if Bryce <coughs> Young can't play, Alabama is not beating Tennessee. I think he's going to play. Him on the money line? I think, I'm, I think Bryce Young is going to play. <sighs> I think he might, he's got a shoulder injury and it's throwing shoulder. It worries me. And so – I think I'm not taking Tennessee on the money line, but I'm taking Tennessee with the points. Whew, that's a that's a good one. This one's good, and I totally agree with you. If the quarterback doesn't play Alabama, they're not going to win. And they've had too many close games already this year, even with when he was playing. And this kid in Tennessee, Hendon Hooker, is transferred from Virginia Tech. He is to me it, very close to being a favorite for the Heisman for what he's doing for this Tennessee team. So. For me, I'll take him on the money line. Why not? Absolutely. Wow. Why not? Taking Tennessee on the money line. Tennessee is better than both Texas and Texas A&M, and both those schools probably should have beaten Alabama. Give me the points and Tennessee. And, man, if Rondé's jumping on the money line, <laughs> let's go. All right. Bet number two, bucket O bets rolls on here. And what do we have? Oh, a little baseball action. Uh -oh. New York Yankees plus Woo! 175 to win the AL pennant. Now, guys, they were 225 uh, this week before they got that first win against Cleveland. Rondé, you in or out? I'm in on that one. I think the Yankees, not only because of the power of they are the best team in baseball. They have been for, I think, a couple of months here. I was obviously 
rooting for my Rays. They can't beat the Guardians in the playing game or the playing mm-hmm. series or whatever. Uh, so I kind of stopped paying attention. So the only team I have left to root for is the Yankees. So I'm taking it. Absolutely, I'll take this one. Rondé's taking it because he doesn't pay enough attention to baseball. I, however, <laughs> do a weekly, a daily show on WFAN. And I've been talking about the Yankees for the last six months, including their rocket start and their six-week melees yes. where – Anthony Rizzo and everybody else was hurt. DJ LeMahieu was done for the season. Severino had a shoulder issue. He finally came back. Garrett Cole was a home run king, meaning he gave up 37 of them. And Nestor Cortez is just getting over his innings limit. 93 was his max. He threw 140 this year. And you've got to trust him now and Severino and the bullpen's compromised. And by the way, the Houston Astros have had their numbers since 2017. Now, they cheated in 2017 and probably cheated in 2019 because when Aldis Chapman threw an 86-mile-an-hour curveball, uh, Jose Altuve was sitting there waiting for it and knocked it 420 feet. So do I think that the uh, Yankees are the best team in the American League? No, I don't. And would I take 175 to win the pennant, that is beat the Astros in the championship series, which they still have to get to, but get through the Guardians? Um, no, not taking it. Wow. Tiki oh. Barber, baseball expert. And uh, you're gonna get some you're gonna get some calls on the radio show, I'm pretty Good. sure, this week after Good. that breakdown. Good. <laughs> This has nothing to do with anything, but my mom was from Brooklyn and a big Brooklyn Dodger fan, and she raised us to hate the Yankees. So I'm not going to disrespect her. I'm not taking that bet. I'll buy, I'll buy you. I'll buy into that as soon as they get past the Mariners, Tiki. They barely beat them the other day. Yeah, but they were better than the Mariners, and they had a walk-off three-run jack in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Mariners are hot right now. I give it to them. And – uh, Luis Castillo was the man. I wish we would have gotten him, but we didn't. And the, the Astros can beat him because they can hit anybody. And Dusty Baker, at 73 years old, might be the coolest dude on the planet. Right. He right. still wears wristbands, bro. He still wears <laughs> wristbands with, with a face on them. That is I'm not funny. joking. <laughs> that is awesome. I want to see those next week, Tiki, right. on you. All right, final bet from the Bucket O Bets as we pull it out here. And I love this one. Future Super Bowl odds, the AFC is a four-point favorite right now. All right, Rondé, are you taking the AFC minus four? I would take the AFC minus four. I think the two best teams in the uh, – at least the two best offenses that I think are going to make it through the playoffs are in the, in the AFC. Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, this game this week, I think is going to be reflective of that. There's some other teams in the AFC that I were expecting to be a little bit better than they were in terms of points, but they're just not there. Baltimore's not scoring enough points. Tennessee's not really doing anything. Los Angeles Chargers, who I thought were going to be gangbusters this year, aren't. But the top two teams are, and I, I, I expect them to be the favorite going in the Super Bowl for sure, no matter who comes out of the uh, maybe NFC East this year. um i'm not taking that i would take the plus four for the nfc team and it would especially if it's the eagles because the eagles will stick close to you they find ways to make games close and and then ultimately go and win them so i would say give me the nfc plus four i will say this tiki the points for the highest team in the nfc is the Philadelphia Eagles, 135. Mm. The 
three highest teams in the AFC, Baltimore at 138, Buffalo at 152, and Kansas City at 159. So mm-hmm. be careful what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> look, they, look who they played. They scored 39 points against the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> Just play the games. It's on your schedule, man. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. For me, top teams in the AFC, Buffalo and Kansas City, record-wise, 4-1. and one. Top teams in the NFC, 4-1. and one. It's Minnesota, New York Giants, Dallas, and Philly. I'd lay the four with either Kansas City or Buffalo against any of those teams except Philly. So uh, right now, who knows? Maybe I'm just throwing down money on the Super Bowl in October. <laughs> Who's with me? Actually, you know what? I forgot that the highest scoring team in the NFC is Detroit, but they're not making the playoffs. No. Uh, they're, they're, that's going to be an epic run. But uh, all right, guys, that's it. Time's up. Feels like we're just getting rolling and that's it. But we want to thank all of our loyal viewers and listeners of Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. Please take a second to like, rate, and subscribe. Betting with the Barbers is available on Spotify and Apple Music. Before we kick off, and we're keeping with the theme of 13 seconds, final words, guys, before we go. I will say there's a lot of bad games this week, but there's a a Bengals-New Orleans game I think is going to be real exciting. I think the spread's like one or one and a half. And both of those teams need a win sitting at two or three. I'm paying attention to that one. My big takeaway from the first quarter plus of this season is anybody can be beat in the NFL. There is no team beyond reproach. So watch what you do on the money line. (laughs) I love it. Uh, All right. Enjoy, everyone. For my partners, Tiki and Rondé Barber, I'm Ron Kruk. Make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Enjoy week number six in the NFL, everybody. You've been locked into the Betting with a Barber's podcast. 10-5, touchdown, Tiki Barber. intercepted, Rondé Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Rondé Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today, and never miss out on the Barber Twins' weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.